This episode of Star Wars in Character is our group discussion on Star Wars The Force Awakens. This recording was done with the assumption that anyone listening has also seen the movie and already knows the story and all the secrets and spoilers that go along with it. But in the event that you may not have seen Star Wars The Force Awakens, let me give a quick warning that we talk about all those secrets and spoilers pretty much right off the bat. And if you don't already know them and don't want to know them yet, this is the time to stop this episode. So one last time for anyone that needs just a few seconds to turn this off, this episode is full of spoilers for Star Wars The Force Awakens beginning to end. Now with that out of the way, here is our Force Awakens discussion episode. This is Star Wars in Character, the podcast that takes a closer look at some of the elements that make up the Star Wars universe. Backstories, histories, and details. You never knew, wanted to know, or ever need to know. Now here are this week's panelists of Star Wars in Character. Hello and welcome to this special episode of Star Wars in Character, our reaction episode to... Dave, want to say the title? No. <laughs> Why not? Just say the title. It's a Star Wars show. There's one Star Wars movie out. Everyone say the knows whole what... title. Star Wars Episode 7, The Force Awakens. Yes, that's the title, Dave. You know there's and a the punctu- lost arc. There's a punctuation mistake in the in the title crawl, in the screen crawl at the beginning. Is there? Is that yeah. one that says says fuck for no reason? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was trying to think of a sentence in a crawl and I couldn't. Damn it, I kinda messed that joke up. No, there's a there's a comma missing in the thing. That's one of the first things I noticed because I'm like, Are you you saw that right away. You're yeah. the first time you've seen this movie. Yeah, as soon as comma. we were sitting there watching it, the thing was going up and I was like, Ah, we're off to a bad start. There's a grammar mistake. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> uh, um to my left. Poe Daveron. Please, no. <laughs> Save it for after the name, all right? Okay. Um, I'm also brought... Yeah, I'm also here brought with... To you by brought to you by... The letter S for suck. No. We haven't gotten there yet. Captain Phasma F. Oh, so I'm... That big build-up to ultimately do absolutely nothing? <laughs> I, I thought you were on our side, Matt. <laughs> oh, I'm in... The, talk about being in the middle of the road... You actually, yeah, we did this too late. I had too much time to think about it. Oh. No. I'm also brought but to I you by. To, sorry to break the news, Dave. I'm probably leaning more towards that side, though. Okay. Lore San Tekka Tim. What's that? Exactly. It was Max Van Sydow's character's name in the movie. Oh, oh. Okay. oh him. Remember that guy? Yeah, I, sort of. And I Max am. Max Van Blinko when he's gone. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Chrysistance. The what? Persistence. What's that? The resistance. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't even know where to begin. Because a long begin time I, ago. I can't start with Dave. I don't think. Well, how, how, how about this? Just, for brevity's sake, so we're not doing a four-hour <laughs> podcast like most reviews are. Why don't I start <laughs> the timer? We each give give our two-minute thoughts on it and go from there. We can do that. All right. Who wants to go first? Tim does. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, here's here's the thing. I I really enjoyed the movie. I I remember coming out of it the first after the first screening, and I said to myself, "Oh, that was really good." I didn't think it was perfect. I thought that there were things that could have been done better. I thought that certain aspects of it 
were lacking, but overall I find it to be a very good film. Um, since I've seen it a few other times, I've sort of realized it basically is a rehash of the entire original trilogy. But uh, with with that in mind, I think that they purposely did that. They wanted to give all of the fans that were burned that the that the prequels were so different than the original trilogy. They wanted to basically do another original trilogy all in one movie. Give us everything that we're familiar with from the past 38 years or whatever it is all compacted into one two hour movie this is where they give you everything that was familiar everything you knew you had all these characters that you knew you had a couple new ones thrown in there that way when they go and they do episode eight and nine they can take some risks and give you whole new storylines and and character arcs rather than rehash everything that we just saw in the first one or the seventh one that and was how long was that, Matt? Two minutes? Nope. No, only a minute and a half if you want to keep going. No, I, no. that was pretty good. Okay. And <laughs> and so on and so <laughs> and on. So on and, and so, so on and so on and so on. I think I think I think Matt should go next. Okay, I'll go. The first viewing I saw, I walked out and posted on Facebook, and I think I put it on our Facebook page as well. I loved it. Uh, second time I went, which was the next morning, wasn't even barely 12 hours later. What was it? It was 17 hours later. I was a little worried that, okay, now that I've got the initial shock out of my system, am I still going to like it? I still liked it. And like Tim, I think Tim may have alluded to, I mean, it's uh, definitely on the second viewing is when it really, I kind of noticed it was a rehashing of the first story of episode four, but um, it really hit home on that one. Christy, the, what do you call it, the hype, the media bug, the marketing bug bit Christy. She wanted to see it two days later. We went to see it. That may have been one too many times in that short of a span because I was actually looking at my watch. I was saying, Jesus Christ, is that girl walk around a lot? <laughs> and I was starting to pick things apart, and I wasn't trying to, but they were standing out to me. So when I left after the third viewing, I still like it. I do like it, but it's not the end-all, be-all Star Wars. It's definitely written with the next ones in mind, which I don't have a problem with. Some people are having insane problems with this about not having questions answered. I think all these questions will be answered in the next movies, and I'm okay with that. But it's it's a modern version of a Star Wars story that's going to be told over a series of films. So if you, can, I think once I accepted that, I liked it a lot better. Having said all that, I think my final thoughts on it is it's... It's a pretty good movie. I like it better than the prequels, but it's not the best of them at all. I mean, it can hang with the original trilogy, but if I were to put them all in the same category, it's probably number four or tied with Jedi. And tied that's tied. Jedi. Wow. Christopher. Yeah, Dave, you're going last, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him. He's, he's, <laughs> he's It's hard so- to go first. It's hardest to go last. He just he just fell back in his seat just shaking his head. I agree with you and Tim and Matt. I agree with both of you guys so much. I saw this movie after a 27-hour marathon. I saw all the Star Wars films all in a row. And this was the last one. And the first time I saw it, fantastic. I I mean, I saw it four times now. I really enjoyed this movie. I admit, there's shit that I do not like. But that's my own, my own problem. My own. I had to deal with that my own way. Is it because they're not I, Mel Gibson? And <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I used up some of your two minutes. Sorry, I'll shut up. I'll shut up. Um, 
I have a problem with a few scenes. I have a problem with the soundtrack. Is is probably it doesn't bother bother anybody, but but me, I guess. Um, I, every time I see it, though, I do like it more and more and more. I really am having a good time watching it, and have it goes back to the old movies doesn't bother me. Like the, like the whole callbacks and everything that reminds you of a New Hope. That's why I think maybe I do like it so much because it reminds me of my of my childhood. A lot of the scenes I'm still getting over and 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 mourning it my own my own way. But besides, I. I a lot of people are, are, are calling this better than Jedi. And for me, yeah. no way. It's, it's definitely fourth, better than the prequels. Nowhere near as good as the original trilogy in my eyes. How long was that, Matt? You got 26 seconds if you want them. Or you can give and them to Dave. I would like to stroke Dave right after he tells us how he feels about Star Wars. Well, <laughs> our collective time. He's got, he can do like three, hour, three minutes and 20 yeah. seconds if he wants. Well, this is just supposed to be our opening statement, right? Yes. Yes. Because I have pages and pages of things to say. I don't know if we're going to get to them, but we I mean. We will. It's like a debate. We're opening. That's our opening statements. All right. This is what I want to say before I say anything else. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Because I love this. Okay. I'd like to welcome you all to my final recording session because after this, I'll be even more of a villain <laughs> on this show than I am already. No, we respect you for telling us how you feel. No, that's that's it, not going to be the case. No. But I, I wanted, I do, I want to say, I want to make it clear that I, you know, we joked about this. This is this is my opening statement, I guess. <laughs> we joked about this for a while about you know Matt was kind of like didn't want to see it. I didn't want to see it. You guys are definitely the 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 you know, Star Wars lovers amongst the four of us. But I went into this with the best of intentions. Um, Matt and I are often accused of being haters, but I really wanted to like this. And I had come full circle from when they were first announced. I, you know, went on record saying that I don't think they should even make the new movies. But I was excited when I went into this, the the previews. And, and, and I, was, I was really surprised how excited I was. Uh, I went into it with a really positive attitude. And I don't want people to think I went in guns a-blazing, looking for stuff to complain about. Um, and what I'm about to say over this episode is coming from a place of disappointment and not just shitting on something just for shitting's sake. That, for shit's sake. Yeah, like this This isn't just like, oh, he's a hater and he just was looking for stuff. I was looking for stuff to love and I didn't find a lot of it. And I've seen it twice. It didn't get any better the second time I saw it. I've And, and, and I'm coming from a place where this actually bothers me because I do love the original movies. And when I see the things that I saw – it bothers me. And that's why I've been writing down since the second I walked out of the theater, like problems that I had with it. I saw it with you the second time and you took out your phone or your, and you kept <laughs> and you started, you started to go away. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not seriously not coming at it from the hater point of view or like, like I was like, I was, I'm doing this for the show or whatever. I really wanted to be like you guys and I just couldn't. And I guess we'll talk about that stuff as we go. All right. I, good. I do want to say, I, mean, I don't know if it needs to be said, but I feel like I should say it. Whatever you're about to say, Dave, which I know is going to be well thought out and from and your opinion that you aren't attacked for it. And I hope no one feels the need to attack anybody else for their opinion of a freaking movie. I shouldn't have. I don't feel like I should have to say that, but 
just judging with what we've had to deal with, particularly Dave and I, not to single us out, but it's true, but we, we get personal attacks on Facebook for what we say about the the uh, the prequels that it looks like we're going to have some different opinions in this episode, and I just want it to be clear that I won't be attacking anyone for their opinion, and I certainly don't expect to be attacked back. Well, thank you for saying that, and and I feel the same way in in reverse. I'm I'm not if somebody, and and really I'm the only person I know that didn't like it. Um, if somebody says they like it, I don't start arguing with them. Well, how could you like right. it? You yeah. know, and like and right. say like, well, what's wrong with you? I've always said like, I'm really glad you liked it. The same thing. My son asked me like, his first thing I said was, did you like it? I liked it. I'm really glad you liked it. Like I'm glad he did. I not not you know like like well you need to think the way I do. Right. Right. Should we should we start like should we talk about the movie from from beginning to end like scenes or just characters like how do you want to do this, Dave? Well, maybe we can start that way and and it'll organically go wherever it's going to go. Yeah, yeah. That's just. We, I don't think we need to plan it. it out. Anyone listening to this knows the story. We don't need to summarize it like we do on right. other movie our other movie reviews. <clears throat> and if you want to start at the beginning, and I'm in, I'm interested, and I, I you guys did your past the popcorn. I didn't listen to it because I didn't want to know what you thought. Because well, I respect I respect you your opinions. I really want to know what Tim thinks because it's like I don't know anything. I know what you think because we've seen it together and I'm right. I'm around you. I have no idea what. So like you guys could say something that'll make me think about it in a different way, and I kind of hope that happens. Here's no what I would like to know. If you'll indulge me, it's not really, it's kind of off subject what you just said. I think the only person that actually stuck to his plan to seeing this movie was Chris. I, I know he already, he bought the marathon ticket and I know he's going to see it opening night. Last time I talked to Tim about it, it sounded like Tim was going to see it for a week. I certainly didn't have plans to see it until something <laughs> fell into my lap. And Dave is the biggest surprise of all opening weekend. So I'm kind of curious where, what got you, I guess I'm directing this to Dave and Tim. What got you guys out that opening weekend after all this? For me, um, I, I initially I was going to see it. I wasn't going to go the Thursday night to go see it. Um, and we had set up the interview or the, the Pass the Popcorn with Christian and Orly for Friday night. So my plan was to get up early and go see it a couple times on Friday. I was going to go see it twice on Friday. Well... Wednesday afternoon, I think it was, I get a call from my brother who's, hey, I'm going to be coming through Nashville tomorrow. And I'm like, fuck. No, I mean, I'm going to be coming through Nashville on, on Friday, I mean. So that screwed up my whole plans to see it a couple times on Friday because I didn't know when – when he was going to be coming through, I didn't know if he was going to get a hotel on Thursday night and then want to get up early and, and hit the Nashville stuff. So at the last minute on um, Thursday, I I didn't know how busy it was going to be because I, I, everybody was saying how things were sold out months in advance and all that sort of stuff. So I bought – for the first time ever, I bought a movie ticket with my phone for a ni- for the 9 o'clock screening at – at a theater relatively near here. And I drove up there and I get there and the place is packed, packed with people. They're all, they're all in line. I'm like, Oh shoot. And I, I already have my ticket, but I didn't know how, how crowded the theater was going to be. I go into the theater that I bought. I bought it for just a regular 2d screening at nine o'clock. I walk in there. There's three dudes dressed as Jedi <laughs> in there and me. And then 
it gets close and no one is coming to the movie. Eventually, a couple people come in at the last minute. There was maybe 10 to 15 people in that theater when that <laughs> when that thing came. I didn't even, I didn't need to spend all the extra. I spent I spent 15, 15 or so bucks to buy it online and with the you know with the, you have to pay for the service charge for something that I could have just walked up to the window and said one please. <laughs> But uh, but yeah, so I went and I saw it and 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 I and I and I really enjoyed it. And then the next day, I had to remind my brother. I'm like, you know, my bro- well, my brother asked me, he's like, so I I expect you to be at Star Wars today. I said, well, yeah, I was going to be seeing Star Wars today, but you had to come through Nashville. <laughs> I haven't seen my brother. It's been about two and a half years since I've seen my brother. So it was it was it was a pleasant surprise that he came through Nashville. But it was just kind of like, <sighs> I had all these plans. I wanted to see it twice so I could be prepared for the. For the the pass the popcorn with with our two special guests and uh, um, and threw a wrench in it, so that's why I saw it on Thursday night. You told that story a little bit in that pass the popcorn, and I kind of heard it. I was booking to get that online because it was so cool that Christian and Orly joined you guys. So I I, I was definitely spot checking it. I'll admit that. So I heard that story and I heard about your brother in town and I guess my, the logic in my head just, just associated with, Oh, he went to see it with his brother. So hearing you tell the story and then the phrase you said, my brother's in town. Oh fuck. I was like, Oh wait, that took me a little bit by surprise. (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't see it with my brother. Uh, cause yeah, he, he sort of piece. I I probably could have, but I think he wanted to, he he came in, I guess, that Thursday later in the evening, and he probably wanted to just hit the downtown bars and stuff. And I'm not much of a drinker, so he likes to go and do uh, all that stuff. So he went and did that stuff, and then uh, I I went over to his uh, his hotel in the morning and picked him up, and we did the the whole Nashville thing for for most of the day. That's cool. The, when you said the Jedi robes, it reminded me of this. I I, I think I, I know I've said this plenty of times. And I was invited to a private event on Thursday and. Friday. I'm not, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying it to set up the story in two ways. One, I would have never went Thursday night if I wasn't invited to that because that meant I just walked in the theater, didn't even have to wait in line for my ticket, and just it went right into the movie. So otherwise, I wouldn't have gone Thursday night at all. Uh, the the other point of that story is that this they were tr- the started the whole event started an hour before the movie, and they were trying to pitch us a very expensive tech product. It was a tech company that was that was mm. pitching this. So people are coming directly from their place of business in their business clothes, getting ready to hear a you know a potentially multi million dollar deal if they, if we like their product or whatever. Not me, I I couldn't care less. I was there for the movie, but someone might have been interested. So everyone's sitting there in business suits, listening to this pitch, and this guy comes like rolling in, yelling with a lightsaber and a Jedi robe, and just like stops dead at the door. It just kind of just looks down and shuffles into a seat and stays quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Dave, runs I grok Spock. Yeah, right. So, Dave, what did the the marketing or the hype bug bite you like a bit, Christy? Because when you posted that picture of you and Jack in the theater, I was like, whoa! I was not expecting to see that this weekend. Yeah, I saw it opening night. I mean, the Friday, the actual right. day, not the Thursday, like the earlier day. Which I guess it was really the opening night. Yeah, I, I went because I was dying to see it. Like I was excited because of all the stuff and how excited everybody was. And I was with those people. I was genuinely excited. And I wanted to see it with my son, just like most 
dads and not just dads and moms wanted to, you know, share that experience with their with their child and even the kind of stuff that we hit on in the Christmas special. Like it was kind of like the Christmas special, like what happened? Yeah. Like we were kind of <laughs> sitting here and it was a conversation between Jack and I and I was like, I got the tickets online like Tim did. It was the first time I'd ever done that because I didn't want to get over there and get shut out. Uh, I didn't need to do that either, but I'm glad that I did. And it was kind of like I told him, I was like, so what are you doing? And we went and Jack even said to me, he was like, you didn't say what you said in the special. You didn't say, bud, get your coat. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's warm here. I yeah, because it was. I was like, yeah, because it's like 65 degrees. Um, bud, crack but, me a beer. Yeah, but we, we went out of sheer star warsiness you know like it was it's a word yeah it was like i was dying to see it and i was psyched just like everybody else i'm proud to say that my father indulged my mother and just went this weekend i know it's not opening weekend but it's a a heck of a lot different than the year he made me wait in 1977 (laughs) to see the first star wars i saw she went on new on New Year's Day. Yep. And my father's two-minute pitch review was, it was okay. I don't know why they bothered having Mark Hamill in it that little. <laughs> my mother And my mother's review was, I liked it. I didn't know what was going on, but I liked it. Oh. That's cute. <laughs> All right, so you want to go through it I think and they, just see what happens. Yeah, like, like for me, when, when that... I want, I, de- I want to derail us again and ask what everyone was wearing that night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I saw in that in that marathon theater sold out like maybe two hundred some people in there, and when that Star Wars came on screen and this and the sound came, and it was scrolling, there was applause, people standing, it was craziness. We did get that all three of my viewings. I, I don't think anyone stood, but we got a reaction when Star Wars hit and the uh, fanfare played or the music played. Actually, that oh that reminds me of something. When the music played, everyone got a reaction. That's what I want to ask you guys about. After years of speculation of not having the 20th Century Fox fanfare and, and what is the Disney opening logo going to look like, were you as surprised as me to see it start off with Lucasfilm and go right into the movie? Not really. Like I didn't really I wasn't surprised. I, I didn't even miss. I mean, I hate this. I didn't even notice or miss right. the Fox fanfare was even there. I mean, I knew it wasn't there, but I, I didn't care. I I really expected to see a very, maybe even silent Disney thing, which I think they did in Tron, where they just had the sound of the flags flapping. They didn't have music. I really expected that and then see a long time ago. I was shocked. I was like, did they start the, the first movie? I'm like, did he start that late? Well, it's, that's weird, but nope. That was... I I. I was a little surprised, not disappointed either way. I just was after people had been bitching and or both sides of the argument. You know, they were saying, I can't wait to see Walt Disney open this movie. People who say it's not going to be the same without 20th Century Fox. And after all that argument, neither it didn't even matter. You know, I think I assumed that the that that Disney that Disney thing, you know, where they show it's like the animated Disney park with the train. That they showed before all of the Disney uh, yeah. movies. Yeah, yeah. I assume that they were going to put that at the beginning with the like X wings Be- flying over past or something. Yeah, I thought. Well, that- maybe, yeah, maybe even maybe even with a Star Wars thing, just because it seems like Disney has gone out of their way to put the Disney logo on all of the Star Wars product that's out. So I I kind of assumed that they were going to brand it that way. I didn't. I can't say I missed the the twentieth century. It, it, that, I mean, it's a it's a six second. It's a six-second fan, right, so it's right. like I didn't really miss it, but I did. I did like the fact that the Disney thing wasn't there; that it did just start 
with the Lucasfilm thing, which I thought was was pretty cool. I didn't care. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean that I, that that I didn't even notice it either. Like Chris said, I did notice. I'm not. I'm not being a joke. I did notice the comma. Where was the comma? I'm trying to find a good copy of the... A long time ago comma? No, it, it's it, in a sentence when you're talking about somebody and then you say their name, you put commas around it. So it says something about Leia is, is you know, frantically looking for her brother, Luke. There needs to be a comma in there. Oh. Who says? The, uh, this is, do, do you know what happens? Do you know, do you know, do you know who says this? People who are married to 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 a, to a teacher. No, I'm a I'm a grammarian myself. But she's like always the one who's always no stuff like that. It, it's it's millions of millions of people are going to see this. It needs to be spell checked. I didn't see one review mention the comma. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not I'm not saying that this bothered me about the movie. I'm sorry, not saying I sat there and shouted out strike one, JJ. After the comma, <laughs> it was all downhill. Right? It was it's, the sound of millions of lit. Professors screaming out in pain and then silenced. Yeah. <laughs> they went. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you think it, it opened with the Imperial, the new Imperial, whatever, Star Destroyer flying over, but from a different angle? Underneath. Underneath. Like rather than flying up and over you like A New Hope did, it had a different angle. It was. Which I thought was a great callback to the, the New Hope opening. Um, wow. it was it was closer to uh, episode three actually because I remember episode three had that where the ship was going if I remember correctly it was it was pointed upwards and then we got that whole long long thing after that so for me it reminds me a little bit of episode three and how that one opened did that bother you Dave the opening I don't care about any of this stuff this, I, this is what I care about when I go see a movie I care about story. And character development. Yes, I don't care about what side of the ship I'm seeing. <laughs> and I don't really, as much as I've made a joke of it, I don't care about the comma. I care about plot and characters. Well, it, it, I'm going to step back here and say you are not the only person to notice the comma. Commas. Oh, good. good because there's good. an entire article on movieplot.com that thinks this is actually a clue to a future part of the plot that he is not made as an offset name or apposition on purpose and goes into a long lengthy theory of why they think the commas were left out <laughs> so it's an intentional yeah <laughs> grammar mistake possibly wow that's crazy i didn't know that that so you're not the only one to notice not only did you not not the only one to notice it but there's now a theory being developed around the lack of commas i'm sure there is dang <laughs> I don't care about where angle the ship. I don't care about any of that stuff. <laughs> this is what I care about. Okay, you are you ready? I'm ready. I'm, I'm right. ready. This is the, to me an an awful, awful first impression of the movie. The first two. Th- Here's your villain. This is your villain. You've been building him up for months. He's gonna be the new guy. He's the new Darth Vader. He's the whatever. You don't even know what he is yet. The first two things that are said to him are the captured hero making jokes about him and totally undermining him so this is how you set up your villain the guy that's supposed to be so scary uh there's that joke about who who talks first is that what when yeah yeah how does this work who talks first? right and then the joke about not being able to understand him they're very unnecessary and they undermine the villain Mm, how intimidating 
How intimidating are you setting up your villain to be? If the first guy we see talks to him takes the piss he's, out of him he's, twice. He's cocky, though. He's, he, that's his, uh, Han was cocky. All right, well, this, just, this is really funny. Just just to put a debate into this and not, but, and not to argue with you directly. On my second and third viewing, I was thinking the exact opposite. Because by the time at the end of the first viewing, I thought Kylo Ren was just a punk and, and, and kind of a joke. And I thought, wow, they were actually setting him up to show how much of a joke he is around the galaxy from the get-go. I thought this was all intentional in the character development of what Kylo Ren actually isn't in in the end. Okay, well, I, I I'm already enjoying this this conversation then because I don't I never looked at it like that, and that's that's not a bad theory. Um, I just took it as this is like like Tim said. I'm sure we'll get into this. This movie is entirely derivative, and and derivative can be a good thing, and in this case, I think derivative is a bad thing. Um, my buddy Jared saw it, and, he, and I said, like, what did you think? And he said, I liked it better when it was called Star Wars A New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> I'd expect that answer from Jared, too. You know, it, it was like and, – and it was it was derivative. So if you're going to juxtapose this scene with your first sighting of Vader – But uh, he's not a full – he's not as trained as Vader is. But he was. But this is, this is the taste I'm getting when I see it. Think of Vader's first appearance, the music, he's stepping over bodies, standing in a hallway, he's yelling, he's choking people, everybody's afraid of him. The first impression that you get of your main villain is very much different. The stakes are lowered for me I think from the get-go. that's on purpose. I really think that's intentional. Mm-hmm. So who's the villain in this movie? Sto- Snoke, eventually. Which, yeah. again, he is. Snoke is written for three movies. He's not written for this movie. And I'm okay with that. I can't believe I'm saying that, but I'm actually okay with that. <laughs> then, if there's no villain and there's no, I mean, there's a guy that's a then that's this, an image of something and a, and a punk ass who's trying to be somebody that he's not. What's the problem? This is this is what I think. This is what I think. Uh, it was was their their plan. I may be wrong. In the original trilogy, you get Vader he comes out and you see you think he's the strongest badass in the universe. Over the course of those three films in the original trilogy, you kind of you kind of realize he's Palpatine's lapdog. Like he's he's a he's a punk. He gets yelled at by by a, a Tarkin in Empire Strikes Back. He kneels before some old guy who has a monkey eye, and then in the third, he's <laughs> he's basically that. being told, "You're I'm replacing you with this young kid, and there's nothing you can do about it." You know, funny pants. Um, <laughs> funny in this pants. one, in this one. They're 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 basically taking the the, the I'm whiny going to Anakin. Replace you and eat fried chicken with my <laughs> mouth. Nah nah nah. <laughs> Where they're basically <laughs> they're basically taking the whiny Anakin and turning him into a Sith Lord in this. People, so yeah. they 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 right off the bat you realize that this guy is a nobody respects this guy. Even right. even when like when they go up in the the first like General Hux. General Hux looks at him like. Fuck you, man! You're a fucking little, little dick. You know you can go and and have your little temper tantrums. Go in this room over here where the where where we put all the used equipment. Uh, <laughs> Has anyone seen that video that's going around that Kylo Ren overreacts to every situation in life? <laughs> I heard about it. It is hilarious. It oh god. Okay. But I think. Uh, but I think. I think it is. I think that is a conscious thing where he's. He, you know how like Anakin wanted to take the fast route. Well, it, it seems like Kylo Ren decided he wanted to buy forty-five fast passes to Sithwood. Yeah, there you go. Yep. And everybody knows he's a joke. Everybody knows that that you know he's he's un, he's unfinished. He's like 
he's like a he's like a, a ninth graders you know ashtray project you know that at school when you put it in the kiln it it comes out and it sucks and that's what that's he's a, he's a sucky Sith Lord he's not even a Sith yeah. we don't even know what he is he's the a Knights huge of Rent. what are those he's a huge puppet I mean he's these I don't know if Snoke's yeah. having him do the dirty work and this is stuff that is I hope is going to be answered later. I don't know if he's doing Snoke's dirty work or if he's sending him out there as kind of a, a lightning rod to draw out this generation of force sensitive people he knows is out there, but he's he is in absolutely no control of anything, regardless of what he thinks he is. And I think that is made clear and certainly part of the story in this. I think that you guys are on to something and and already what it was I was hoping was happening is you're giving me another way to look at this because I don't read stuff online or reviews or anything like that. And I think what you're saying makes sense, but that wasn't always the case in the, in the movie. There were people that kind of didn't care about him, but there were people that were afraid of him. There were people that treated, some people treated him like Darth Vader and some people didn't. So it was inconsistent. And that it's, is a problem with the writing. It almost well, I, no, I don't think so because I think Tim hit hit the nail on the head. It's it's Hux, it's uh, the Resistance, it's the underlings, it's it's stormtroopers, it's uh, what, uh, what's his name? Uh, Finn is obviously scared of them when they catch. I, I think it's people that don't know better that don't have the interaction with him that these higher ups do that realize, oh, this guy's a freaking joke. So I think he is his reputation is what scares people more than himself. He's like he's like a bad uh, lower level manager. You he has he has a little bit of power. He might be able to fire you. He might be able to give you a shitty schedule at work, but in the end, the people up top are the ones that are really really uh, in charge. But he can just make your life hell. You know, he's like, it's like office space. You know, with the TPS reports and stuff <laughs> like that. But if that's the case. Why is he the one that's put in charge of what has now become like this most important thing in the galaxy to find a guy who who is so scary, doesn't want to be found that he leaves a map? Again, I think it's another long term story element. I don't think he was necessarily in. Well, okay, I take it back. He obviously was in charge of that, but I don't think that was the ultimate goal. I think that was a part of the puzzle that Snoke is putting him in in order to, I think, draw out people like Ray and maybe to a degree Finn, certainly most importantly Luke. I, I think he's just a big tool, and he happens to be very strong in the Force, maybe to the point where Snoke can actually, in a very odd way that it, – this is hard to describe because it's conjecture on my part. My my point is that he's actually using him uh, to do so, – and that's the other hard thing too because I don't know where the story is going, and again, it could be just my imagination. I think he's just – this is par- the first part of a longer story that we haven't seen yet, and because of his strength in the Force and because of the bloodline he's from, Luke's his uncle, he's being used for something bigger that we don't know yet. I I, I like what you're saying, and I think I, at this point I just disagree. I think that I think that you guys are reading that into it, and I think what 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 I'm seeing is that it, it, it it wasn't supposed to be that way, and that because there are plot holes smart guys like you are doing the work for them and And, that is i've thought that myself as well so i can't argue that that's wrong either i agree with both you guys here (laughs) you both are making (laughs) guys making so much sense here's uh okay i'm sorry david i didn't mean to cut you off no it's i 
I like what you're saying. Like, like what Chris said, you guys are making good points. I think I just disagree with you as to that what it was and, what it was supposed to be. I think because this movie's derivative, everybody plays their role, and they just didn't connect the dots, and you guys are connecting them for them. There's, I hadn't really thought that much about Kylo Ren really at all until this conversation, but there is another one. And I don't know how what order we want to go in, but um, there's another character whose relation to the main original character seems obvious, and I've talked myself in and out of it being true and why it's not true at least 50 times since seeing the movie. So, so I know exactly I. what you're talking about. So have I, yep. Now we're talking Ray. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. If, we're, if we're not doing this linear, then we can just go ahead and talk about Ray and yeah. the whole... It seems... She- she she for me is my is my newest favorite character of the star of the, these new Star Wars films. I love her more than anything. I love the actress. I think she put on a hell of a job for being nobody carrying this movie. She is the she is Luke Skywalker with tits. That's all she is, <laughs> and and she's fantastic somewhere under all that. She is fantastic, and I love her in this movie. Everything that she she does. And how the force is is in her, and and she's she's slowly learning it. She has an X-wing pilot. She has a doll of an X-wing pilot, like on her on her bed or something. I love her a lot. My favorite character of this of this movie is Finn. She is Ray. Hey. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so sorry. It's right. She's Finn, Finn for me is my least favorite character of this movie. Aww. Yeah, I don't she's, like her very much. I think she's great, and I do. I kind of hope she doesn't have a family tie, but I think that she does. And the, on the one, and the only thing that makes me think that she has a family tie, and the and, and the fact that someone out there knows about her is when uh, someone comes in and tells um, Kylo Ren that she is that that the droid escaped uh, with with the with Finn, and they were accompanied by a girl. And then he uses his force yeah. to spring him in, and he's like, "What girl? girl like, yeah. like why? Like, like if it was like, if it was just some girl, it'd be like, well, now we gotta look for this girl. But for some reason, I think Kylo Ren knows, yep. in the abstract sense, that there is this other person out there, and, and maybe this is her. And I think that's reiterated when they face off, and he says, "The girl I've heard so much about." I don't think he's talking about what we've seen him hear about. I think he's referring yep. to things we have not heard about throughout his life. That, and that's that's fine too, and and I'm with you, Matt. That you know, I guess you said people are mad because not everything was answered. That's what the Star Wars movies were about. It's a it's a it's it's fine that everything's not answered. It's good. It's it'll be answered eventually. I, I, I trust that. And and I think that of all the characters, I'm with Chris. She was my favorite character because she had some character development. It wasn't like she's thrown into this and we're just supposed to accept what we see about yeah. her. She had an arc. And her arc isn't nearly finished like Luke's was. And a lot of people are complaining that her arc went too fast. I Again, I pull the card, and it might just be me, that I, I pull the long story card. I think we were shown how uh, a large – I think we were shown her abilities progressing so quickly in order, in order to set up an explanation later. Right. Do we all agree that she's Luke's – do we think she's Luke's daughter? Because I this is the problem I have. Okay, I'm sorry. What was your rumor you heard? Yeah, and that she she could be Han's daughter. Yes, that this is. I'll tell you. I'll, I'll I'll try to be as quick as I can with this. It seems like she would be either or's daughter. I two. There's two 
frames of mind I have this. One, that is way too simple. I think there's going to be a larger explanation. Like, yes, it's his daughter with a caveat. Best story I've heard, which I don't think is true, but I wish it, I w- wish it would be, is on Two True Freaks, is that somewhere on Tatooine and all that time Ben Kenobi was hanging out watching Luke, he soiled his oats a little bit and had a had a daughter of his own, and that's who Luke ended up marrying, and it's it's and Ray is their child. She's got the bloodline of a Kenobi and a Skywalker. I don't think that's true, but that would be awesome. That does that is that that is awesome. I love that, that idea. So that's where I think it's not that easy. On the other side of the argument is you got to remember that there's kids that were our age seeing Star Wars, and some things have to be easy to understand. When I was five, would I understand that Kenobi and Skywalker's bloodline meant something? Not at all. It may right. be as easy as it's Luke's daughter. So it all depends on who they're trying to tell this story to when they get to that point. Like, why? I have a question. Why was when Ray would talk, Han, well, no, when Han would talk, Ray would finish his sentences? Yeah. That's like, a, I, I think, yeah, I mean, I had a thousand other theories, but I would not be surprised to find out it, it's a second twin but or, if or was, a twin. If it was, was Han's kid, wouldn't he recognize her or remember her? I think that's, oh man, I don't want to dominate this conversation because there's a lot of things I thought about. When he looks at her and says, what's your name? And he says, she says, Ray, there's almost a point of recognition in his eye. And then that's when he offers her the job almost to keep her by their side. So it could be. Mm-hmm. It could be this another set of twins, and that's why Leah. Leah oh God, the, we had a long conversation whether it's called Leah or Leah at work, and now I'm all fucked up on how to say <laughs> Princess Leia's name. That's why Leah was had to look at her face when she saw her. But again, whether it's Leah's or Han's daughter or Luke's daughter, my my, it's I'm divided on. Is it that simple, or is it there more to it? And I don't know which way that is going to fall. And I'm actually really looking forward to finding out what the answer is. Right. Yeah. I think it would make it. I, I I don't think it would make much sense if it was another solo child. Um, I think it it, it well, and, and and if we were to make her a twin of Kylo Ren, there's an age difference there. Adam Driver. I mean, I, I know I know you can you can fiddle with ages in movies, but his character's obviously older. His character's obviously in his at, at least his late twenties and. Ray looks to be maybe twenty. Oh, I I didn't really think of that. That, but you're probably right. So if if she's their daughter, wouldn't one of them know it? Especially exactly. the mother. So yeah. like, I, think, I, I mean, I think this idea that like it couldn't be just Han's daughter with some other chippy because she's got the force and Han doesn't. Mm-hmm. So it would have to be Leia's daughter, and Leia would know if another kid <clears throat> popped out of her her. Uh, well, well, I, 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 I really think there's a whole. Oh man, again, I don't want to dominate the conversation or, or dwell too much on this, but I think there's a lot of proof in this movie that if we were to find that out, that we could go back and look like, yeah, okay, that all makes sense. But I, I really don't want to drive too far into that subject because plus, I hope plus, it's not that simple. I hope it's not one of their kids without something more to it. I really hope there's something huge, some kind of huge caveat to it. Plus, when I first saw her, I, I always thought she looked like Padme, Natalie Portman. And for me, that's the mother of Luke and therefore Luke, it's Luke's child. That's how I always think it's somehow related the weirdest theory, weirdest theory I heard, and we should I should probably stop after this was that um, when um, what's her name Maz Kamada Katula whatever the name is that stupid CGI character I can't stand already oh, yeah. Maz Kamada when she takes her glasses off and says I recognize your eyes someone wrote something about it being a clone of Luke but something went wrong in the gender assignment so it's she's looking at Luke's eyes and it's actually a, raise a clone of Luke Skywalker no. I, I don't agree either. I just said that's the most ridiculous one I've heard. 
the the thing that makes the thing that makes me think that she's not Han and and I hope she's not Luke. It, well, especially with especially for Han with Luke, you know who knows. But the she was she was basically abandoned. She was given to. I'm assuming that Unker Plutt guy, the guy that Simon Pegg was, because in that flashback you see him, yes, and you hear his voice pulling her with like "Come on, girl" or whatever it is. Right. So if Luke is a Jedi, or or, or and she's waiting for people, plural people, to come and get her, um, it just it doesn't it doesn't add up uh, it, that that it would be Luke, and it also doesn't add up that it would be Han. Why would Han and Leia? Uh- give a child away to some twit in the desert it's it, it things like that don't make sense well uh, <laughs> shit. i feel like i'm arguing with everybody i'm still playing the <laughs> long i'm still playing the long game i think we're yeah. going to find out when she was left off i think she was we'll find out something like she was left off right after the slaughter happened like they're hiding her because she is a bloodline of luke i think that's all to be explained I, we'll probably <laughs> we'll probably hear a, a lot about it I, I hope it's not something that's explained in a book. I hope it is something that's explained in the next installment of this yeah, series. I think it. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know the next, but I think it's going to be in this story somewhere. What do you think, Dave? Come back. I don't. I don't care about any of this stuff. I, I mean, I'm and I'm saying it to be flipped. I'm saying that I don't care whose daughter she is because I think it will be told eventually, and I'm fine to wait. I, it's part of the story in Star Wars is waiting to find out whose goddamn kid is yeah, each goddamn person's, yeah. but. I, I liked her because she had a story arc. I was fine with the pacing of it. Um, and it, it, it got you away from the non-villains temper tantrums <laughs> when he had decided twice in the movie to attack machines. <laughs> Computers. I mean, can you see Vader doing that? But he, he was Wait, he's a... That's that's he's back, still learning. My, <laughs> that's back to my original assessment of him. He's a clown. He's a clod, and everybody knows it but him, and even the that's audience that. knows it by the end of the movie. Well, then, then they've they've betrayed me and other people who I guess are fine with it in the marketing that I was going to get a villain and I was going to get a story. At the end of this movie, I don't. Uh, what's the problem? What's the conflict? There's some guys in white suits who seem pretty easy to defeat. Another base that got pretty easily destroyed, and there's a bad guy sitting in a chair. I mean, but in this side, well, who's the villain? At the end of the day, the Death Star Three. Yeah, yeah that's I, the villain. I do have to say, even on the first viewing, when all of a sudden we were attacking the Death Star Three, I was like, okay, this seems. I, I could almost physically see the shoehorn on screen as they put this plot device in <laughs> in the trenches and everything. Yeah, it's yep. exactly yep. the same. Yep. Which, we even have a Porkins. Which, yeah, we do. We do. Which <laughs> yeah. kind of like, I think maybe is why I liked it a little bit more, maybe, because if it just said, ah, I remember this. <laughs> well, that's one of my other problems with it. That's one of my main problems with it is the the, the fact that it was so derivative. Uh, I, I guess I was looking for a continuation of the story, and I don't feel like I got it. Right. I, I mean, there, there was a little bit there, but these guys took took something – that they knew everybody loved and they put a bow on it with a little bit of differences here and there and threw their own little thing in there and they played it safe. Yep. This yep. this was a safe movie 
and and I wanted to see the continuation. I didn't want to see what I've seen already with different people and sprinkle the old folks in there <laughs> just to just to add some spice. And old at the end of the home. at the end of the day, I'm a movie in, and I don't feel like I'm anywhere. That Death Star part really bugged me. I mean, I that just seems so. The stakes were not as high as the other time we the first time we saw the Death Star. They they really needed to take that action. In my opinion, again. I would have rather have seen them taking that action sequence out and put in dramatic tension. Like, this is the headquarters of the first... Uh, what, is, what were they called again? The first... What the hell are they called? First Order. First Order. First. They're all meeting here. We have a chance to strike. If we can blow up this base, just make it a base. If we can blow up this base, we tip the scales. I mean, that would have been much more exciting than... as eh, another Death Star. Even Han Solo makes a joke, so it's bigger. There's always a way to blow it up. I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, it is. It's kind of a joke to me at this point in the movie, even on the first viewing. That I will admit. Yeah, I was I was expecting a new chapter, not what we all love Yeah, with, with subtle differences. It was safe, and it was retread. And was it necessary? Uh, did it add to the story? Are you really interested in look, the First Order? Look at Empire Strikes Back. Perfect example. There's no Death Star, and the stakes were higher in that movie than any other one. I think they really could have played this story out and, and made the finale, this final sequence, better with dramatic tension instead of Death Star 3, which is Death Star but, 4, by the way. Death Star 3 is in Star Tours. That's true. Like like I like I said in my, in my opening statement, they... And, and and I do and I, I agree one I agree a hundred and ten percent that they were playing it safe with this. They were playing they were they were being extremely conservative with this movie because because of all the backlash that the prequels got. Um where yeah, as I said, they 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 repackaged the same they, they repackaged all of their favorite elements from the original trilogy. And doled it out to you with slightly different colors, and 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 I, me personally, and, and this has come from someone who uh, who legitimately really does enjoy this movie. Um, I think I honestly think that that was the right way to go um, because you have to get the people that you have to get a lot of the people, not everybody. You have to get a lot of the people that were disenfranchised with the complexity of aspects of the prequels. And how how it they, it's, it differed so drastically than the stories they were used to. So this made every this this made everything familiar. Like that that whole thing with Han Solo, Chewie were home. That's it. That's the whole theme of this film. And um, if if and I'm I'm gonna bring and I haven't fully read it. Matt for Christmas gave me the Art of Force Awakens book, and it goes into detail about what the original ideas were for this movie and it is ridiculous night and day so oh, wow. different it's probably the kind of stuff that dave wanted to see i might actually want to read that uh because it the originally the 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 the, the original story did have to do with a ray type character did have to deal with a finn type character but it had a lot to do with them following luke skywalker on some some mission some huge mission. And I don't think that there was a death star three. And uh, I don't think that there was a Supreme leader S- Snoke. And I don't think that there was a Kylo Ren in those original, uh, in those original scripts. Um, and, and also, and also I know Lucas has been critical of the film. And I think for a lot of the same reasons that, that Dave is, is he, he's critical of it because it, it's a, it's a, it's a retro film. It's constantly looking backwards. 
and he was hoping to push the story forward. Um, but th- that that all being said, I do think that they were conservative with this film so that they could break the hopefully fingers crossed break the mold a little bit with episode eight and then really give us a zinger for for number nine. Oh, I think that was the wrong way to go. I mean, that's just, a, I guess, a major difference that we have. And and I you mean to mention him. I believe that Lucas not being involved with this is a big deal. Like, this didn't feel like a Star Wars movie to me a lot of the time. It felt like a movie that w- with actors pretending to be in a Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I think it was poorly written, and, and it was kind of like a a, a, a a fan film that had a lot of money behind it, made by a super fan with good intentions, but without the guts to really take it over. That's that's I like that way, Dave. That's I, 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 I totally see what Tim's saying, and and I actually agree with both of what you're saying. Where I disagree with what Tim said was, I don't think we're going to get the punch in eight and nine. I think it's Disney owns this, and what is going to make? And I think they did make episode seven to win back the fans, and to a large extent, it is a very large extent, extremely successful extent. I think they're going to keep writing that until it doesn't work. I don't think we're going to get the punch you're talking about in eight and nine. I th- and I think, I mean, I hope this doesn't happen, but if that doesn't happen, people are enjoying being swept up in this hoopla now. If at the end of it, the story doesn't progress like it should or like it may have if Lucas was involved. And I know he, he did a lot of things wrong with the prequels, but it's still his vision. And and I think people are going to be disappointed in the long run. Like all this hype about this being the passing of the torch and, and cutting Lucas out of it. Make it, it, it if you were going to do a rehash of what a great storyteller had already done. Well, what's the point? So like like so now like he's been put and his feelings are hurt. I saw this interview with him yeah. the other day. <laughs> like like I don't, like Star Wars fans always have stood up for him. Well, it seems like he's being pushed aside now you know it's really weird as as weird of a statement as this is it's it's i was listening to the our christmas specials again because they were they fell into a playlist on my on itunes and when we got to the point of the george lucas one where he got run over by a car that had the bad (laughs) robot tag i was like wow that kind of summarizes that interview he just had yeah it does we we predicted the future (laughs) um shoot what was i gonna say um well, I mean, we'll have to wait. And actually, we we probably don't have to wait too long to figure out the, uh, the wh- how, what kind of risks they could take with the series when Rogue One comes out in now uh, eleven and a half months. Because um, if they go, if they go, if they if they break the mold on that one a little bit. You could they they could say oh this 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 could work we can do things differently that's true it might be a little too late yeah but no you got, um, a, got a good point that's that's true yeah that's true I mean that's a that's a damn good point actually they have these anthology movies to test stuff with and and integrate what works in the new ones that's a good point that's a good point you kind of changed my mind a little bit not completely <laughs> but that's that's a real good point Would but you- we we could we could run into a situation everybody I'm telling you. For 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 those young kids out there that think ty- that the movie Titanic is a is a sappy hokey piece of shit, never every saw fucking it. person on the planet loved that movie never when it first it. came out. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone on the planet loved that movie, and it's a it's and it's gotten this backlash. Uh, I would say over the past fifteen years, the same thing could happen with this one if 
if the next Star Wars movie doesn't live up to expectations or if the next Star Wars movie blows this one out of the water in terms of uh, quality, um, people could say, well, yeah, I really liked Force Awakens when it first came out, but man, Episode Eight was really awesome. Or, but man, Episode Eight really screwed the pooch and now I, I can't look at episode 7 the same because now I think it led into that and they both suck now well I, I hope I hope that things get better what'd you, what'd you think of Finn Dave he was awful he was I just <laughs> oh. I didn't, why do you like I him I didn't Tim? mind him I, he, was, he wasn't I didn't quite like him very much he was too sometimes too jokey and comical and just not <clears throat> I just I don't know I just didn't like him as, as all the new characters came along for for a guy who was raised as a stormtrooper it is kind of strange that he would be snarky you would you you if he if he lived from a baby as in a very structured life probably without much interaction with the outside world for him to be that way it doesn't ring true um, but I like the fact that he that he was. Kind of like Han Solo in that he just wanted to get the fuck out of there. He didn't care about the resistance. He didn't care about saving people that much. All he cared about was getting away and saving his own ass. And it wasn't a, and it wasn't until the end when he when Ray got taken that he decided to be a little less selfish and become a little more selfless. And I I liked that that uh, that dime turn for him when other people that he cares about that, that, or that, that he realizes that he cares about are in danger and could die. That's when something clicks inside of him and, and he decides that he needs to, he, he wouldn't be able to live with himself if he didn't help. I'm glad you liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what was, how, he, was he was wait just like the joking. I mean, the mo- the whole movie was too jokey. I think in a forced way, it was, it was written, from a, a today's sense of humor standpoint, as far as it being very sarcastic, yep. to me, when That's Star true. Wars was funny, is always it always seemed incidental and not intentional, like like things that happen. Star Wars is funny from time to time, and it's good to have humor. This went out of its way to be sarcastic, and he did that a lot. And I think that's uh, other than his wide ass in that storm, in that stormtrooper <laughs> thing. You actually told me that I said- uh, his ass is enormous, waddling around that sand and that thing. Um, but, but enough. All fairness, I think all the stormtroopers look pudgy in this movie for some reason. I don't know what they did yeah. to that armor. It was the. It was the. They all had birthing hips. Even, James, Daniel, James, even Daniel Craig was like uh, little, James Bond looked good. <laughs> he was the only one. He looked good. It was the, sar- the sarcasm. I think that threw me off from him and a lot of other people. This was. This was written from. Yeah, I, I who did Kasdan wrote this with Abrams, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the jokes had to have been Abrams. Like I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw a little bit of, you know, my sense of humor into this. He and, didn't. Oh, sorry, good. No, it's just it, it was it was too the comedy that happened was too broad for for something like this. He ended up not bothering me much at all, and I went in thinking I was going to dislike him, and I think that's probably why he didn't bother me because he didn't give me the things I was expecting to hate him for. So I, that's probably not a fair assessment. It's it's a fact that he, it's not so much that he lived up to my expectations that I, he didn't live up to the negative expectations I had for him. So he didn't, he doesn't bother me really. I don't, he's not my favorite, but I, I was surprised how I was really expecting to be 
the one the character I walked out of there going, I don't ever want to see him again. And not really. It was just like, oh, it was, it was okay. Well, I think I, I just wasn't invested in any of the new characters. I I think one of my major problems with this is is the the way the the new characters were used with the old characters. I think that they don't work together. I think that they should have either gone all new and all old would have been bad too because I got a big problem with some of these people. I want to hear the impression. Well, what I was going to say though, like to finish, is that that these new characters, especially Finn and Poe, that was one of my biggest things. And I think it's from a storytelling standpoint, a characterization standpoint, that none of this is earned. Like none of their the 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 love and the interest that we're supposed to give them is earned. It took all of episode four for Luke to come as far as he had, and by the end of that movie, he was still a novice. And those characters earned our love. These characters are thrown into the mix right alongside tried and true characters, and we're supposed to buy it just because the title of the movie they're, that they're in is called Star Wars, and their action figures have been on sale for months. Yeah. These none of these people earned anything to me. There's this thing going around that Disney only spent $25 million on marketing. I'm like, bullshit. They spent $4 billion on marketing. The day they bought this, they were marketing this movie. And mm-hmm. you're absolutely right. They were forcing the, our love for these characters down our throat whether we wanted it or not. That I won't argue with. They were doing that. Ended up I didn't hate them as much. Yeah, it, it's. I think it's It's just from a writing standpoint. Like To me, you have to earn it. And this this wasn't earned. The, the fact that the title, that the first two words you saw were Star and Wars – that's a shortcut for them. Like, this is a Star Wars movie. Just accept what you're going to see. Now, I want you to make me believe that these people are something. This Poe Dameron, I know, you, Matt, you liked him. I, it is my new favorite character, so it's a little hard for me to bite my tongue because <laughs> because your opinion is your opinion. Your opinion is right. It, it, yeah. I disagree with it, but you're, no, it's right. That's fine, and, and I love to hear the dissenting opinion. To me, he makes a bad joke, and immediately is captured and gives up information to the villain. And he's your hero? Like, Leia gets tortured by a much more sinister (laughs) villain, and her entire home planet, millions and billions of people die. And she doesn't crack. She doesn't give up the information. She doesn't give up the information. But a lightweight that talks like Snagglepuss from (laughs) Hanna-Barbera puts his hand in his face, and this douchebag gives up the goods, like, in five seconds. I mean, they beat him up a little. He puts his hand up. He tells him about the stupid map. He's moving his brain in his head. This guy's your hero? I hate that guy. I like Poe a lot. I like Poe. In defense of of, uh, Leia, we learned in the holiday special, which is the direct sequel to Star Wars, that she's kind of a bitch and didn't really care about anybody (laughs) on her planet anyway. (laughs) And who knows? Uh, I mean, he may have done the little... The little forcey brain thing, but Doctor Ball was right there next to it too. They might have yeah. brought Doctor Ball in with the forcey brain thing, and how can you how can you resist that? I like a forcey brain thing. <laughs> Wait a minute, thought- we don't know that he spilled anything because because Kylo Ren read Ray's mind and knew that the droid that BB-8 showed her the map, so he may have read Poe's thoughts and saw him put the his memory of him putting the map inside the droid. We don't know he gave that up. So you think he's reading his mind? Well, that's what he did to Ray, and that was clear. He looked at her and went, he showed you the map. I'm like, she didn't say a damn word. So that's probably what he did. The put Lee Poe alone. What's wrong with you? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. I had to say that. I love him in Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You see so what? You want to talk about the old folks? Well, I, it's I inevitable, you, isn't it? Let's, let's, do, let's do Leia first. And let's, let's pretend she's here in this room, David. Just talk to me. 
talk to me like he did for like twenty minutes at the theater. Do you guys like? Do you guys watch um, <laughs> Californication? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Cat- so that's, isn't that like a sex addicted X Files? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> and yeah. It was good. That's exactly what it is. But Kathleen Turner's on there. Yeah. Oh. And she, yeah, and she's got that voice. So I had to sit there and listen to Carrie. Get up there. And I know people are making fun of her body, and she's she's shooting back at people. I would never do that. The way these old people are in this movie is exactly we would we talked about this for a long time, and I always said I don't want to see old people running around in my Star Wars. I want to see them. You have to realize that he's old now, and that's how he runs without not, making fun of it. Not not necessarily runs. I just don't want to see them now. Like like, well, I, I don't understand. Like, why don't you want to see them? Like, they're they're from your childhood. Because they're from my childhood, and that's now, like saying you. You don't want to see see your dad now because he's old running around. Maybe I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, this this I guess, and, and my problem wasn't even with her. Of all the old characters, don't say it. Of all the old characters, uh, at least she. I'll leave the room. At least she was um, true to the to the way the character was set up. She was still in this. It wasn't a rebellion. Now, what is it? A resistance. Resistance. Yeah. She she was still in that, and she was still fighting the good fight. So my problem isn't with her, other than it was a waste of time. Like to me, like you stick her in there. It's a token appearance. What did she really do? She did. She, did she? Did she do any real acting? They they put her up there. They did her hair. They put a dress on her, and they said, "Stand there. We're gonna film you." She did a great job. Okay, it was pointless. Wow, I didn't think that was the angle you're going at all with mm-hmm. that. Well, she's not my biggest problem. Don't don't I'll leave. Well, with, I'll go in my car. I'll leave. I'll go home. With uh, with Leia, I mean, you you needed to you needed to she needed to be there because we needed a leader for the resistance. The rebellion had to go on, and she would be. She's the likely person to be leading that. Um, like, what else did you want her to do, Dave? Like, what else did you want? Do you want to have on a ship? I, I didn't. Like, want, she I don't want she could have. <laughs> she could have been on that that planet that I assumed was Coruscant, and then realized. Then someone told me afterwards it's not Coruscant. Yeah, just like uh, Jakku's but, not Tatooine. It just happens to look a lot yeah. like it and resemble and bring back memories of when you saw Star Wars. But she, I mean, she she could have she could have went on and and did what they did in the books and become a senator and work for the Republic and just become you know Hillary Clinton, a galactic Hillary Clinton, or she could. She could keep her boots on and keep maintaining the fight, you know, from, you know, not necessarily the front lines, but at least the at least the third line back. Fine. Uh, I, just, I'm, I'm with you. She is the least of the problems yeah. with these classic actors. Go for it, because <laughs> let's, let's talk about let's talk about Harrison. I'm sitting here just knowing it's before coming. before everyone jumps on Dave. Let me make an opening statement on this. I was incredibly uncomfortable for him. His like first half dozen scenes, I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what?" I don't understand what, why, when. Because he was, they were poorly delivered, and he was just like, like, like he was like, almost like out of his element with that not great comedy. I'm sorry, Chris. I know you're hating me right now, but those his first opening <laughs> lines, especially that, I think the worst is when. He says, when have I, ever, have I ever not come through for you? And the guy goes twice and he's lets that little thick in the air. Like, when was the second time? I just put my hand on my head and went, oh, my God, please don't be two more hours of this. And thankfully I, it but wasn't. That's, 
That's what I like about Han. His, his, like, yes, I like, like that about Han, not 73-year-old Han. He's the same person. <laughs> he wasn't pulling it off this time. Now, to defend myself, to, to reclaim any any uh, credibility I have, which is probably well past being able to do, when he was talking about his son with Leia, those scenes were probably some of my favorite scenes, not only of the old characters, but of the movie, because there was an emotional investment at that point of when he went to face off with Kylo Ren. So I think he delivered and then some on the dramatic stuff, the comedy. I was just like, please don't make this two hours of on trying to do these jokes. The um, the snarkiness in the comedy, it didn't ring as authentic as it did in A New Hope. But authentic, was, thank you. That's the word I was missing in all that. That's the word. It did kind of have the same feeling as what we got in Empire and Jedi with him like, who's scruffy looking? Mm. They're like, you could use a good kiss. Things that that seemed a little more scripted. So that I, I, I oh, sort of yeah, felt like, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I sort of felt like he didn't have the he didn't have the the Han that we were first introduced to, but he was the Han that we eventually got to know in Empire and Jedi. All right, well, I'm glad you said that because before I get into his performance even, my I think my main problem with it is is partly Ford and I'll get to that when we keep talking about this. But I really, really like Chris loves Han Solo. I love Han Solo. I mean, everybody loves Han Solo. It's a stupid thing to say. <laughs> but these characters, you know, the last time you see them, they're our heroes. They, they've they've defeated the most evil thing in the galaxy, and and this is the way we remember them. Han goes back to what he's good at. He says, "Yeah, right." That that I didn't have a problem with actually. I have a huge problem yeah. with that. It, that to me, no, that undermines what his character had become. He had evolved over three movies, and they have devolved him. We don't know what happened in those thirty years. The thirty years right. went by. Well, as as far as he goes, this is exactly what I did not want to see. I, I Leia, fine. She she stays true to what we fell in love with with her. The the other two thirds of the main heroes, one of whom. Has a bad day. I'm sure it was awful. <laughs> climbs a bunch, <laughs> climbs a bunch of steps, and looks out at the water for thirty years. It's very wet and green out there here. Was, you know, you know. We all know. Well, Tim hasn't got to meet him. Gene Hendricks from Two True Freaks, right? Yeah, he, he summed it up the best of anybody. He's like, he starts a Jedi training academy. Things go wrong. He says, "Training Jedi is hard," and runs away. <laughs> so this is Luke Skywalker. You spent three movies with him, watching him become yeah. the man, the man that he is. The next time you see him, he's run away to a desert isle. We don't know what what happened. Why he had to go? What happened? It doesn't matter. I it, agree it, with Dave on this, and this one I hadn't really thought about. But I, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Dave. I, I'm, if, you're, you're, this one I was undecided on. You, you've made my decision. <laughs> These people were set up for us in the thing that we love most to be larger than life and to be heroes among heroes. And now the guy that we love the most uh, has another, you know, has, has, something goes wrong with his kid and is, I don't know if they're married, is his, his baby mama. <laughs> and what does he do? He goes back to smuggling. Well, 
you just spent three, you know, seven hours oh, I in the original. Luke. I'm still disagreeing with you on this. Then. No, okay, I'm back to Han because yeah. Luke, whatever. That's 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 another thing. The Han thing bothers me more than anything because he he had he had evolved over seven hours of the original trilogy to be the man that we admired, and now he's a schmuck. He's 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 gone back to a life of piracy, and you know, I'm sure whatever happened with Kylo Ren was awful. But now he's just just. But he blames himself. He, you know, that's his sister's kid. Well, what about like the thing, the stuff with Luke? Like, I, okay, think about this. This 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 uh, this illustrates it perfectly from where where I'm thinking. And, I, and you don't have to agree. Obviously, we're we're having a good discussion. I hate um, you. <laughs> our subscription rate plummeted by three quarters. That's okay. Think about the scene in The Empire Strikes Back where Han is willing to freeze to death for a friend that he barely knows. He's going to go out and die for him because he's stuck out in the cold. And at that point, how long had they known each other? Not, right. not very long. Yeah. Three years. She asks him about Luke, and he, and he gives a, yeah, I knew him. Because there's probably, like, there's probably shit on his shoulder. There's probably baggage, 30 years of baggage that he doesn't want to talk about to these fucking new strangers. But I don't want to. I don't need to. I don't. I don't want to see that. Is why what I'm does trying this movie to say. have to please everything that you want? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, why well, can't someone have a differing opinion? Are you Are you going to pull the if you love Star Wars, you have to love everything card? Like the, that's right. It's in my oh, back that's pocket. Crap. I'm pulling it out. I, I. I. This is one of my favorite characters, and I feel like they betrayed him. So and that, and you're not going to get any more story arc out of him, obviously. Uh, but your last impression of one of the greatest movie characters of all time is that of a doddering, jokey old man bumbling around. Mm. You know that, and he's and he's not true to his friends. He's the joke of this movie. I told Chris I he is the Jar Jar Binks uh-huh. of this movie. <laughs> <Better than laughs> I don't know about that. Hashtag. Yeah. He's a joke. It's a series of punchlines. I mean, it used to be a badass. It and is. He would, joke, he would joke around, but I blame Ford because he's a kooky old dude now, and he played Han Solo like a kooky old dude. I I, I don't know that I blame Ford. I, I think I kind of alluded to that, but there was too many jokes leading in his introduction. I was like, I, I got a laugh out of the first two or three, but it's like then it got uncomfortable for me. But I, as he, far as he the did, ca- as he did have some gumption in the in the death scene. I agree, but. At that point, it was too late. I mean, uh, for me anyway. Well, well, I could see, I could see, I could see you saying that with his with death. To that. We talked about this with Indiana Jones with with Han Solo. He wanted to die, you know. And, and I am all for char- killing old characters. Rocky, you know, you need they need to start killing these people, <laughs> but they need to die for a reason. Did his death? Uh, further the story did it do anything for the rebellion his death was meaningless there, there's there's rumors that that kylo said help me like help me and the only way he could help him was by sacrificing his life by him killing him he doesn't sacrifice his life well, he, he thinks he's, he's saving him to, at that point well i agree well, that, that was, theory chris is referring to there's a little more to it than that there's he said kylo said he didn't there's not a rumor they said help me he did say help me he said he's being being pulled by the light side and he knows what he needs to do to prevent that, and we all know watching this that it's kill his his father. And the theory is that Han knows this as well, and he's willing to sacrifice himself so his son's out of pain, regardless of the fact that I'll turn him to the dark side. That's the entire theory, uh, not that, just not I just totally, help me. I totally disagree with well, that. Well, I'm not that, saying that's what it is. I'm just explaining a little more than what what was yeah. offered up there in the first place. 
I think if if that's what people think, I they're entitled to their opinion. I don't I don't see that at all. Not in the way it's played. Ford thinks he's going to hand it over. He's surprised when he can't grab it out of his hand. Um, it's a meaningless it's yeah. a meaningless death. Him and, and he run around with that damn scarf on. It yeah, pissed me it's off. It's fucking cold. You remember? Yeah. How many jokes do we need about it being cold? Two. And, and <laughs> he goes outside and he hands him the coat. And the next time you see him, he's wearing a scarf. Hansel don't wear a scarf. Uh, at that a- at that age, you wear a scarf, Dave. Yeah, well, it, I got a problem. I got a problem with my last impression. It's not the Didn't death. You say, it's like, it's it's the portrayal. It's I'm actually as far as the lead up. Well, yeah, his portrayal is not my favorite thing in the movie. But going back to the betraying it, the character of him running away and going to smuggling, I I don't have that big of a problem with it because he seemed to always be. On the cusp of doing that, he was going to do that. The Death Star, he changed his mind. He's going to do that between, uh, or no, he's going to open Empire with that. He was going to leave. I don't know that that ever, ever came up in Jedi. I don't think so, but it doesn't seem that far fetched to me that when things got as bad as they did, and face it, your kid killing off uh, what would be the like protectors of the galaxy, let's say, for lack of a better term, that's pretty serious. That's a lot more serious than running away from the Death Star when you know you can knock out a couple of TIE fighters or when you run into Dengar or Mundell. I, I, I have no trouble believing that that is enough for him to say, fuck this, and go back to his old life. I have no how problem made, with that. How many times, Dave, did you say, years before this was coming out, that Han Solo better die in this movie? All the time. But we also both agreed that he needs to die for a cause and he needs to die for the rebellion or for whatever I think he should have went out in the Falcon going down saving millions of lives I agree with that yes now here's a question and this is has really nothing to do with the movie maybe we should get back on track after that but do you think this is a opportunity to write Chewbacca out like will we see him drop off Ray in the next movie and say my life that is done bitches and take off in the Falcon and that's it <laughs> who's that is it Bill Cosby <laughs> playing Chewbacca no it's, it's the, the voice from uh, Bad Lip Sync read or bad lip read. <laughs> <laughs> I think that we are going to have Chewbacca going forward through the entire trilogy, but I I have a feeling that Peter Mayhew <laughs> there is was, not going to be playing him all no the way through. fucking way Peter Mayhew was in that bomb setting scene. He did not uh, climb they, that ladder okay. and like reach his leg up over his head to get up on that platform. That I, was not I was, him. I was telling Dave that, that the part I hate is when Chewie came back and Han's dead, and there's Leia, and Chewie runs right past her, doesn't even hug her, comfort her, nothing. And that scene was Peter Manu, because he had that weird, <laughs> slumpy knees and the yeah. back going out, and he ran right past Leia. That scene bothered me, yes. And they've already been doing articles. I haven't read them, but they've already been doing articles on the dude that took that's that Junus Sotomo. So I think they're setting him up. I think that I think that they'll give Mayhew a scene or two in the next one, but I think that this guy, this Junus guy, is going to become the official Chewbacca, uh, in, especially in eight and whatever they do after. Yeah, yeah, after uh, after this this trilogy. I thought Chewbacca was a was a highlight. Actually, I mean to say something positive, I thought they used he he had they gave him something to do. I mean, I thought he I thought he was okay. <coughs> Like uh, of all the things that I liked about the movie, I put him on that list. That last that last look that he gave uh, Ray when they were on when they were when they were taking off 
to go find Luke, where he did that thing where he dipped his head down low and looked. That to me, I was like, oh, that's the that's the most classic fucking Chewbacca look <laughs> in the history of Chewbacca looks. Like it was perfect. It was dead on. It, I don't think that was the last we saw. I think we saw him like when she's running up the steps, you know, gonna fly now, and he's still down there with <laughs> with R two D two, but. That that shot was that was iconic to me. That was, was probably the most iconic Chewbacca shot that we've gotten since since the original Star Wars. I thought that that was perfect. I don't think we, we talked much about BB-8. Do you guys like BB-8? I was surprised yeah. I didn't hate him because I was fucking sick of him by the time I went in the movie. To be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, BB-8, yeah, BB-8 was another BB-8 highlight. Was awesome. yeah. yeah, another highlight. Same thing. I was like the thing I was going to hate the most. I really ended up enjoying it. I thought it was used well. The and the one time that I did laugh was the lighter thing. Yeah, which yep. is hilarious. When this, this is a weird comparison, but when he when uh, they were back at the base and he kind of bumped into uh, Finn to push him out of the way to run towards Poe. That's a as weird as it sounds. It was true. That's the same look on my dog's face when she sees me come home and my wife lets her off the leash if she's walking or when she comes running at me. Yeah, he was a highlight. Yeah. I wonder if in Thailand, if they if they have that scene differently in Thailand, because the thumbs up is basically the the equivalent of the middle finger in Thailand. Uh. <laughs> so in Thailand, all these all these 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 Thai kids going to see Star Wars. Why is Finn telling them to fuck off? And why is the robot <laughs> telling them to fuck off too? What's going on? Did he, did he you was, cry at all when Han died, Dave, or no? Oh my god! I mean, it was. It, you know, like you said, like people were cheering and stuff. There wasn't a peep the whole movie. There wasn't applause when the movie came on, the Star Wars, nothing. Uh, no, I didn't. I was never emotionally invested in this movie for a second. I didn't. I didn't. I never got a chill. I never teared up. I never. I was straight up bored at times. <laughs> oh, this hurts. I was I, I was getting bored my third viewing, I will say. That's why I went go back to my opening statement that three times in one weekend for me was not enough. I know some people thought fourteen times in one weekend, but three for me was too many. For for Han Solo, I go going back to that and, and I don't want to dwell on it much longer. I understand why Han Solo would leave the rebellion and leave Leia. I mean, we don't know how many kids. If Ray is his kid, and we know that Kylo Ren is his kid, to go and, and and you know to bring in something real world. I know, like in the real world, when parents, God forbid, lose a child, either like the child goes to prison for doing something horrible, or you know, death of a child, it can destroy um, a union, a marriage, if they were married. So and they they probably had a hard time looking at each other without constantly thinking about their failures as failures as they they saw themselves as parents that he had to leave he had to go off and do something different. She dove back into work. She dove back in being a military strategist, and he went to back to what he considered was a simpler life, which was being a smuggler. Him and his, you know, a boy and his dog going through space together. That was to, for him. That was the, that was when it was uncomplicated. So that, I can understand. I can understand the separation and why he, why the two of them split up. They had this traumatic event that they couldn't overcome together, and they needed to separate to in order for themselves to move forward. 
And I understand that too. And and that that makes perfect sense what you're saying. I'm just saying I didn't like it. George Lucas wrote this character for three movies and he had a definite story arc and I thought it was beautiful. And I just feel like it was betrayed. And like this is this is not something that I wanted to see my favorite character kind of end up as. Mm. So. And the death, his death, it was sad, but we knew it was coming. We knew right. it was coming. Uh, I don't think it, if it, if it actually surprised anybody, then that person wasn't paying attention. Well, didn't, Dave, didn't you tell me that at, at your um, bar job, that's how you heard that? Yeah, some guy on Thursday night told me I was bartending, and some guy on Thursday night told me, hey, you know, it's all dies. So I was like, I, I knew it anyway, but it, it, I wouldn't you say that, it, that took away something. No, nah, it didn't affect anything. I, I mean, it was it was the way it was written and the performance. the the death The death was incidental. It just was like I was, I was happy when he died. Like it was over. <laughs> like I mean, not like yeah, he's dead. It was right. just like all right, this is over at least. Like like I need it, it needed to be put to an end for me. It was like painful to watch. Both, both for Ford and both for the character, I, I, I think it's the George Lucas thing again. I don't, and, and you know, people make fun of me for saying like, if George Lucas didn't write it, then it's not Star Wars. And we all have taken our shots at George Lucas, obviously, in, with the prequels, but it's still his story. And not that somebody else can't do it, but it seems like what he did in some cases to me, and I know this is just my opinion was shit on a little. And I think there was a, there was a beautiful character written there and the ending for that character did not fit how well that character had been written and portrayed in the past. I agree with all that, Dave. I I agree with that. They turned him into Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) I don't agree with that. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) I agree with you to a point. Yes. I see. I completely see your point. I just, None of this, I didn't feel any of this watching this, and it's, and I absolutely understand what you're saying. It's not changing my mind, but I understand what you're saying, and then that's your opinion, and your opinion is not wrong. It's your opinion. Yeah, like I choose to think of him the way, and Luke too. Those guys are heroes at the end, and now I feel like he he died he died a schmuck. Hey, Matt. Yeah. You're the probably the biggest Star Trek fan out of the four of us. Okay. What were your thoughts when Abrams did Star Trek? He didn't do Star Trek. He did another set of movies that happened under the same name. (laughs) (laughs) And there you go. Okay. (laughs) I went in this with maybe not a worse attitude than Dave, but I I literally went into this. I wouldn't say with a chip on my shoulder, but I went in there with like everything against it. I didn't like what J.J. Abrams did to Star Trek. I... Really did not like the way he closed out his stories on the shows that I liked. I mean, I think he blew it with Lost. I mean, he didn't write that, but I mean, he still had his controlling hand in it. He did have a bigger control in Fringe, which I'm a little disappointed in the ending, not as much as Lost. He's progressively been a huge disappointment with me. I didn't like any of the new characters up to this point at all. And um, I just, with the uh, having it shoved down my throat, I really thought Disney was trying to tell me I love Star I thought they were sending out the message, remember... You love Star Wars no matter what's about to happen, and I thought that was a bad sign. Uh, even with all that in my head, I still walked out of this movie going, man, I really like that. I was kind of shocked reading your, your Facebook post of how much you liked it. I'm sure you I were, mean, yeah. I was. I mean, shocked, like, like oh, that's that's awesome. I, I guess all four of us are going to like it. Man, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> 
what did uh, what did you guys think of the cantina type scene? Uh, that's I grinned the first time I saw it. The next two times, I was like, "Do I need to use the bathroom now?" <laughs> that for me, if I if I had to choose one thing that I thought there's two, I'll say there's two things that I thought lacked. A, I, I bought I bought the soundtrack on CD. And I've listened to it in its entirety, and I just don't think the soundtrack is very good. Yeah, that B, is a good point. B, I didn't think that the um, I didn't think that the cantina scene was very good. I there, nope. the, the, the I didn't like the song, and I felt bad. Oh, the song we were doing the the, oh, the song was terrible. It was terrible. It was like way too earthly like like dave says yeah. when we do these backstories of these like the characters that come into books and the comics that was the one thing that tore you right out of the star wars galaxy and put you on earth i'm like is that what who is that is that i can't think of any raggae singer so my joke falls it's flat like, yeah, you know where i'm going with that. yeah there yeah. you go that's a that was that would have been a perfect one damn it would you would you yeah <laughs> i was gonna say um, jimmy cliff but it didn't sound anything like jimmy cliff <laughs> Many rivers to cross. <laughs> John Crow, we I, don't need no retribution. <laughs> I, 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 I just didn't like it. I and agree. when when Chris and I were doing our review with Christian and Orly, I fe- I felt bad. Oh yeah, right. What I was saying about the, <laughs> because, the scene because I know that the two of them had a lot to do with the scene. Yeah. And I remember, I remember Orly. I remember when I said I I can't say I'm a big fan of the scene, and she was like, "Really? Yeah, I could tell she was upset that you said and that." I, I felt like I, I I when I said that I felt like I was I hurt their feel or I at least hurt her feelings, and and I didn't want I didn't want them to think that I was criticizing their work, but right. I just thought that the scene overall didn't a it didn't it it didn't feel like they were in a any danger. Um, it felt like there were. It, it, it felt like you were at any bar. It felt like you were at the bar at at TJ Fridays. Yeah, it was a nice little place. There's, it was the Chili's of the Star Wars universe. Yeah, there's and like there's a, some hot chicks. There's a big fat guy. Some of the people are assholes. Some of the people will help you out if you ask them a question. That setting Chili. was so weird. It's like he had to park his ship under the veil of the the foil foil trees. Can't say the word I'm looking for. Uh, under the, all those trees and then hike to this thing that like looks like it's a temple dedicated to every major religion like it's a prayer stop at a truck stop and then you go in and it's a big yeah like you said chili it's a very weird uh setting for that scene and then they get it destroyed because they're there yeah. thanks a lot for yeah. coming thanks for stopping by <laughs> thank you come again. Ma- Maz come out going just one more round friends <laughs> yeah that 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 whole scene just seemed forced yeah it, it yeah, seemed like we need to we need to have a place that we can spotlight a thousand aliens to sell like they had it on the other one so it just seemed it seemed ridiculously forced i want to about- say something about that scene and and one thing that i seem to be in a minority about i brought this up to a lot of people and i seem the only one that bo- is bothered by this that Moz character and snoke the CGI characters stand out like a sore, shitty thumb to me, and that just frustrates oh, yeah. me. Like it's like the whole thing we complain about the prequels. If you're gonna have computer generated and real characters, they gotta match. And to me, this was no better than the prequels. Like those stood out so bad to me. And but I've, I brought it up to other friends, and they're like, "You're you're crazy. They look perfect." So maybe I've, I have an eye for it or something. I don't know. I thought that I thought that 
she, whatever her name was, uh, I, no, I can't find it on the thing. I, th- I thought that she was, I thought that she looked good. I thought that she looked 90% realistic. There, there were some things where, you know, something may not have fit in the scene or whatever, or in the, 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 the frame, but I thought overall, I thought she seemed very, very convincing. Um, no, I didn't like her. My, now the 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 Snoke. We'll have to wait and see what they do with him, and if they if they actually show him in the next one, like, because he's a hologram of a he's a computer generated hologram of a computer generated character. So I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what they do with him in the next one when they actually when he's like breathing the same air as the guy next to him. I think it would be funny if he's if he's like the. Uh, um, the Wizard of Oz, and he's like six inches tall. He probably is. I was taking a good look at his clothes the third time I saw it, and that, to see if they look like because you you can it's a tell Barbie on the back. Yeah, well, no, not that. But I mean, you you can tell like a stitching on a, a you put a child in a suit, and the stitching in the 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 proportions of it look strange. And I think he does have that in his cloak, like it's made for a smaller person. I think you're right there, and I think they were. I think if you really look for it, you can you can see it. So I think it is going to be super tiny. I understand what you're saying, Matt, because the the one I mean, I'm I, I do have some positive things to say, and the the creature development and the makeup in this was fantastic for all of those creatures, whether they were yeah. they had a point to be there or not, or were just there to sell action figures. Some of those things looked amazing, like those those things that came to get Han that looked like Deadpool, yeah. and some of the creatures in that in that fake cantina. But then when you see her, it doesn't. It doesn't mesh. I, I I understand what you're saying. The but but to say something positive, the 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 stuff that they did with practical makeup. Oh was, yeah, was amazing. Well, the Simon this. the Simon Pegg character is the perfect melding of the two. He was like ninety, what five percent physical, and they had to animate his face because there's no way. I, no matter how good animatronics are, his face was CGI'd, but it blends in because it's put on top of a physical thing that was done so well. Yeah, that was great. He was he was uh, that that makeup was a highlight. I love watching that thing. Yeah, the chick that was on the big fat Bosque looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh she was a cutie patootie man. I want. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's, there's something about her. She's got a. I think it's a not quite a short story, not quite a book. What would that be? A novella? She's got her own novella in this whole like two thousand books leading up to Force Awakens. So really? She's, she's apparently somebody. I'm with you, Tim, though, about the music because I thought I told Chris, like, I I went in not knowing much about the movie and didn't even notice the music even there. And I really thought that John Williams hadn't done it. Yeah. So when we sat for the credits and his name popped up, I was shocked to see his name even in the credits. It was really underwhelming. There was no discernible theme for anyone, Uh, there was really nothing memorable. And I, I thought they got somebody else to do it. Ray's theme is the only one that semi stood out, and the only time you really notice it is when she's on her little sled going down the sand dune. And it's hers for me is the only one that really stands out as being okay. That's 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 pretty good. The others not so much. Um, and I, I mean, this has been out there, and uh, and I'll I'll say this. There is a theory going out around Snoke based on yeah. 
the music. Have you guys heard this? Yep, I did. Yep. I did. No, I'm, I'm going to say it. Uh, is it a spoiler? Who knows? But people are comparing the music for Snoke to the music that was being played in Episode Three at the opera when they were doing the Darth Plagueis um, story, and the music—it's uncanny uh, that they're they're very very similar. So there's a, there's there's a lot of I, there's a lot of thought thinking that Snoke is. A reincarnation, or the or or Darth Plagueis didn't get killed, and he is back, and now the guy who started it all is now in charge of everything. The guy who started all of Star Wars is now here. Well, if and that's the case, then he's taken. He's taken. He's taken charge. If that's the case, they need to get George Lucas to write that shit because if that's the case, and he's like the the uber Sith Lord, they really did a bad job of setting him up in this because he's a hologram that sits in a chair that's in charge of a villain that gets defeated pretty easily by a band of crappy resistance fighters and he has he has a petulant child as his henchman who gets defeated not once but twice by people who've never once picked up a lightsaber in their life. I still don't think he's there to defeat these of, people, though. I still think he's there to draw them like out. It's kind of like in Empire Strikes Back. That's, that's how the Emperor was introduced. He was introduced as a hologram talking to his little bitch. But the Empire yeah. had their shit together. Yeah, and, and, but, and, but I, I think, I think that's, that's also like the First Order... Has, they they get they try to pretend that they're first rate, you know, even with their name, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're really they're really just kind of a bunch of putzes, right? And that's why there's no villain in this movie. You need a villain. You need a conflict in a story. I don't know. What, what, there's a conflict in this. Is there a conflict? <laughs> like there was one. That Star Three. It's going to blow up. It wasn't a great one. You got <laughs> you got the Harry Potter guy. Oh, I hate him up there. Screaming at the top of his lungs, yeah, and what okay. the hell was he doing? He chewed he so was much a little scenery. Over the top. Yeah, I, I I generally like Domino Gleason, but <laughs> the first order <laughs> and the Republic <laughs> screaming like, himself like, to say tears. It, don't spray it, man. Come on, <laughs> yeah, yeah. can you hear me in in the back? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a little much. <laughs> he, but he was a little over the top. But there was there's something about him because. He he really minus that scene. He really had the air of those of the those uh, imperial officers in the original Star Wars, where they're all like, "Ooh, what is this thing?" Like he 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 was spot on. You could have taken Hux and thrown him onto the Tantive Four at the beginning of Star Wars, and he would have fit in perfectly. But, and I feel like it wasn't necessary to see any of this. No. <laughs> well, well, what, what was the deal? Like, why does the lightsaber battle between Ray and um and Kylo bother you? Why does it bother me? Yeah, she has it in her. The force is hers doesn't her. bother me as much as the other guys. Yeah, that kind of is weird. But you could tell he didn't know what he was doing. Though. Well, there's yeah, he, he, yeah, he got he got his ass handed to him. Yeah. He warns yeah. him. But we were he also. He gets a shot in on Kylo. Yeah, but, we're, yeah, we're but also, Kylo had had already been shot. He's been with shot. He's not full. Hundred percent. He had his power life. Yep, that's your villain. <laughs> so the he bowcaster just took a chunk out of his out of his waist. We were also given a scene the show that stormtroopers to some extent are trained in melee combat. 
So he would know how to handle a hand weapon. Not and we see not that great, but he has. It's not, he doesn't go. I don't, he doesn't go in there cold. He has some training with melee weapons. I guess just the the way villains are portrayed in this, in general, that nobody had any. Gravitas. This this yeah. Captain Phasma. Oh what god, a that, waste. what a waste. I unless wish. unless she is the, the only excuse I've thought of in my head, and I'm probably way off because usually when I jump to these conclusions, I'm wrong. Is that she's actually part of the resistance, and that's the only reason she like fell agreed so quickly to put the 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 uh, what do you call it the shield down from the Star Death Star Four. But I doubt that's probably true. She's she's this scary henchwoman. They're playing her up. She's the Boba Fett of this and all that. So she's in two scenes. The first scene, she gives his, wants to check his weapon. And the other scene, she gets captured and gives up the goods. And she's, well, she What did Boba Fett do? He found Han, and then he fell in a pit. I mean, she might be the Boba yeah. Fett of... <laughs> she, she, <laughs> she, has and she fell in a pit. Yeah. I mean, the whole planet blew up. She has to be dead in the trash compactors somewhere. That's- yeah, she's she was a disappointment. Yeah. Although, I mean, between her and the villains, I'm I'm willing to stick it out for the 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 long story, and maybe something will build up to it. But it, you you make a, I mean, now that the this whole new Death Star is destroyed, and what what other third resistance or not resistance? What other third power is Snoke have out there that we're going to be treated to that gets defeated in the next mm-hmm. movie and in the third movie? That's kind of my fear. I think you're. I think you. Absolutely, not even think you do have a valid point. So I can't argue that the, the, if whatever the first order was supposed to be, obviously is no more, and it all rests on Snoke's shoulders. And I'm not sure what they're going to do with that next. And I have conf- a feeling that the episode eight, <clears throat> just like Empire Strikes Back. I mean, I, I could be wrong, uh, but I have a feeling episode eight like is going to be a more personal story. It's going to be less about two facts. Actions fighting each other is going to be more about individuals trying to defeat another individual. I'll tell you this: if Ray gets her hand cut off, I may not stick around for episode nine. <laughs> in this, in this one, it's it's kneecaps. Okay, it's her foot. She just she just gets a kneecap and they just tape it together. So she just has like sticks for legs. Maybe you guys can explain something else to me about these villains because I need a villain in my movie. Okay. So Kylo Ren is loyal to his grandfather, Darth Vader. Yes. And I'll finish what you started and all that bullshit. To me, it's made very clear through the Star Wars movies that we love that by the end of Return of the Jedi, Darth Vader didn't exist. Star Wars, the original trilogy, is about the the fall and redemption of Anakin Skywalker. So who is he even loyal to? A, a, a person that didn't even exist by the end that had been redeemed as as a light-sided person. He is infatuated with the idea of of what Darth Vader was yeah. trying to do. And just like him and talking to the helmet, I think it's all symbolic. Yes. He and he understands that Darth Vader was pulled back to the light, which is what he is trying his damnedest not to happen. That's why he keeps te- that's why he tells Han Solo, he's like, I feel the the light pulling pulling me back. And that's not what he wants. He wants to stay in the dark. He wants to stay in the dark side. He sees the light side as being weak. He sees the dark as being strong. Now I hear so Billy Squire he, singing like songs from dark uh, side, yeah, from, dark side <laughs> in the dark. 
<laughs> but I think I think that he 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 saw he saw what Luke Skywalker did as d- pulling Darth Vader to the to the light as being an abomination. He he for some reason and we don't know why, but he's in love with the idea of what Darth Vader in the dark side with the Emperor was able to do, and that's what he wants to be. Um, he doesn't want to be in the light side. He doesn't want to be good. It's fun to be bad. Well, you guys have brought up some some things that maybe change your. Are you going to see it again? <laughs> I are you? One I more don't time. know. It's number three. The second the second time was hard to sit through, <laughs> and it wasn't just because I was with you. <laughs> no, I, I maybe I'll give it some time and take my son so he can see it a second time, and I'll think about these things that you guys have brought up because. My original reaction was even worse than it is now. It was. Like, I've, <laughs> yes, I've lightened yeah. up a little. And that's why we waited so long to do this so Dave could. Yeah, you know, I didn't want to do this at all. Yeah, you know, I mean, my, my initial reaction was not just disappointment. It was anger. And, and like somebody asked me like that night or the next day, what would you think? And the word I used was awful. I did. You, yeah. sat, you sat right here, and I was so afraid because I knew you saw it. And I was like, I'm going to. And I told you I didn't want to talk about it. I think you did. <laughs> wow. So I came here for maybe like 20 minutes past, and I'm thinking, I have to know. So I just go, you know, in a nice way because Jack was here. I was like, So, how'd you guys like Star Wars? And you both looked at one another. Yeah. And, and, and you knew each other in their eyes. You knew what they, they were going to say. And I said I didn't want to talk about it. Yes, you did. Yeah, I said I don't. I, 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 said, I, said, okay. I don't want to talk about it. And you said I said you liked it, and you said yes. And I said what I've been saying. I'm glad you liked it, and I'm not just saying right. that. I mean, I'm really glad that you did, right. and I'm glad that everybody did. And and I just hope that they'll not hate me for not. They're like gonna, they're going to respect you for giving your true feelings. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> All of them except that one guy. <laughs> yeah. I, I I think it's yeah. I think the people that actually do want to hear this are kind of expecting probably what they're hearing even my back and forth and i think i've vocalized more negative than positive i really do like this movie in the end i like this movie but i think the people that want to hear this i think they're kind of expecting these answers because they've gotten to know us over we've been doing this a lot of years years now yeah yeah so i think i think they're i don't think we're in real danger of alienating anyone we know. There might be some people that are listening to this show for the first time that are a little taken aback, but honestly, that probably happens with every episode. What I think as, I have, time, as time goes on, <laughs> and I've seen this already in the time since it's come out, it it's not that it's peer pressure or it's or, or anything like that, but there are people out there that don't like it. And more and more people are coming out and saying, you know what? You know, maybe I didn't like it. Right. Um, I read an article. I haven't read anything, but the title of the article intrigued me, and it was "Why the Force Awakens Kind of Sucks." <laughs> I saw. Yeah. I um, I I mean, I, I've I've been known to listen to other Star Wars podcasts, not many. I have not listened to any of the other reviews, mainly because I'm afraid it's just going to be a, a love yep. fest, and I, I think. I am 100% behind you. I'm sorry. I'm trying to agree with you, and I'm cutting you off. I am yeah. right behind you. Because, uh, as I said, even 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 after my initial thing, I, as, as I've said, I, I I do enjoy the movie, but my final, my final uh, opinion of it was they made a movie that is not impossible to make a better one after it. Uh, but I'm, I'm afraid if I go and listen to 
I, I, I think I think I would get sick. I, I think I would get sick to my stomach listening to everybody say how awesome everything was when everything is not awesome. There was there there is a lot there is a lot in this movie to be happy with. There was a lot of and I'm going to say awesome things in this movie, but there is some stuff in this movie that is just to put it in the lightest terms not awesome. Yeah. But I do. I at the end of the day, I I like the movie. I love the movie. I'll say, and I think that. Um, it's. I think that's part of what why we like these movies. That's why we like all of the Star Wars movies because every single one of us, you, me, and all of our listeners, all have something that they can say. You know what? There's something about Star Wars I don't like. Every single movie. There's something about A New Hope I don't like. There's something about Empire Jedi. Nobody's gonna say Empire is a perfect movie. Nobody's gonna say Jedi is a perfect movie. None of the prequels. The Clone Wars movie is not a prequel. Not not perfect. There's always something you can say. This could have been better, and this movie is no different. That's well put, Tim. I'm yeah, that, that that is a good way to put it. <laughs> the the, uh, the the whole review thing. I'm 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 a hundred percent behind you. It's like I am astounded that people. We weren't. I don't even think we were going to do a Force. So I, 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 that's not true. I know we weren't going to do a Force Awakens review because we just none of us were. We're not interested in hearing the other reviews, so we didn't think anyone else would be interested. Well, people have been very vocal on our Facebook page, and I'm actually glad we did it now because we've had a really good discussion so far and put a lot of things in different angles and made me think more about it and actually make me like some parts of, about it more. Um, I, I, I just I I've, uh, was surprised that people want to hear wanted us to to hear what we had to say about it. The only one I listened to was Past the Popcorn one because. Christian Simpson was on, who I consider a friend of the show. I mean, of the show, as opposed to a friend friend. I'm, he's not going to pick me up when I drank too much at the bar. <laughs> but he's certainly a friend of the show. He's helped us out, and he seems to enjoy appearing on the on what we do. And and, and I also listened to Pass the Popcorn in general, and I wanted to hear what you two guys had to say about it. And that was I, – I enjoyed that. I haven't listened to any other one. I started listening to Two True Freaks one. I haven't finished it only because it's three hours. There's like seven of them on the show. I will listen to that in the end, but I haven't finished it yet. So I've only gotten about a third into that. So, and that's that's where it'll stop. That is that's it because I, I put it on my Facebook page. Like I said, your opinion is your is of, your, of the movie is your opinion. It's not going to change my opinion of you, and I don't want my opinion of the movie to change anyone's opinion of me because it's a movie. I mean, why should it change what you think of me because I didn't like something you thought was stellar? I, I don't get it. I, I know I asked this um, to you, Matt, a while ago, but I wanted to know all four of us. I want to know where do you rank this out of all six or seven? Um, and you said I, you, you you couldn't do it then, but how about now? Uh, it's well, okay. What I told you was it's so different. It's it's a Star Wars movie aimed at the hardcore Star Wars fans, but made in today's timeline. So it's a different or today's movie making. So it's a totally different movie to me. But if I were to rank it, if I, when the DVD set comes out or I'm sorry, Blu-ray full health digital download set comes out, which it will. And I go back to watch them. I will watch them. Empire, new hope, Jedi force awakens. And then I'll put the prequels on while I vacuum. <laughs> All right, that that's that's me too. The glad people like this one better than Jedi, and I could see why. If I were a little older when Jedi came out, it, it would probably better be better than Jedi. But I was just young enough that the things that bother me about Jedi in hindsight didn't bother me then. So I still have my memories of then. That's probably not a fair assessment, but that's my opinion, and that's that's what I'm sticking to. Okay, Tim is, is the same probably. 
Mine, it's 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 right there in between. Uh, I've, I, while I do I do enjoy the prequels, and I am one of the people that thinks that the Phantom Menace is is the best of the prequels. Um, I put the I put this mid of the seven movies. This one is is squarely at four. I don't I don't necessarily find it better than Star Wars or the original Star Wars, I should say. Uh, and I don't find it better than Empire. And I and I flat out love the first half of Jedi. First half of Jedi is probably my favorite of all the Star Wars. I love that the first forty five minutes of, of Jedi. The Ewoks not so much anymore, but. Yeah, I put this one right there in the middle. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait till everybody gives their their, their review. Dave, my last thought. Yes, <laughs> I was sitting where, where back you, listening to Tim. Where do you rank it? <sighs> same thing, I think. It's it's the same. No, no, it's it's not under under. Is it not, is it better than Attack of the Clones? You can't say it is. I mean, I mean, it's not, not better than Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Is it? But is it better than Attack of the Clones? <laughs> the Room is better than Attack of the Clones. <laughs> it's better than the Phantom Menace. Wow. And I guess Come it's on. slightly better than Attack of the Clones, but it's not better than the other four. So I put it. Uh, I don't know. Five point one out of seven. Out uh, of se- oh, it's like. I, I, seven movies. Yeah. Is it, I'm an idiot. Is it better than the Clone Wars movie? Yes. <laughs> okay. Have you ever yes. seen an episode of the X-Files? <laughs> trying to slip that in there. <laughs> trying to get Kim, t- 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 Tim the crack. I didn't call because, you Kim. I, I mixed Tim and crack in the same way. That's where that came from. <laughs> because of the stuff in this that I did like, like, you know, I, I'm really interested in Ray and what they're going to do with her. And I really like BB-8 and the, and the, and the creatures and, and, and that kind of stuff. There were there were definitely things that, you know, if I do see it again, I'll concentrate on them and try and look for something in the in the other things that I didn't like. So those things were better than certainly episode one and, and probably two. I did say this to Chris. If they're going to continue to kind of rehash the old movies, then I'm all for that for one reason, and that is a Slave Ray costume. <laughs> I she yes I agree I I second that Matt. <laughs> the uh, the this is the thing I liked the most about the movie. You take the story and everything aside. I thought that the art direction art and this is me talking nerd art direction and the lighting and the set designs were so awesome. There were. The, like the the interrogation room was straight out of Empire, yeah. and when Ray went down there to find the lightsaber, that was that was Jabba's dungeon. Um, just that that stuff just really just pulled you back. Even even that the fact that it was that it was shot on film when they were down in that lower level, you could feel you could you could feel the the emulsion almost uh, in the, in the, the actual film that they used to shoot it because it was so low light. Like when you use low light film, it, it feels a little gritty at times. And that's how I felt when, when I, when she was going down there in to eventually get the lightsaber, but so much, there was so much great eye candy in it like that, that, that really did bring you back and make you feel like you were still part of the universe. Um, the one thing that, that pulled me out a little bit was, 
because in the previous six films there are so few shots shot in like natural diffused light that when they were outside when they shot those outside shots on the 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 planet where Han brought them all and the planet that the resistance was on it seemed a little weird because it we've never seen that kind of lighting in most of the Star Wars films I have a huge problem with that that lightsaber scene I want to mention just because I think which, you guys might get a laugh out of it. The light, which the, where, one? The where, final? The, where she? No, no. I'm sorry. Where she finds when she's down in the dungeon and she finds a lightsaber. Oh yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Remember that you when me she that. opens that little box? It makes so much fucking noise that I was expecting to see like a naked gun scene where it's like there's so much noise and then the camera fan back and you actually see there's like Nordberg opening a safe door behind her. I was like, there's <laughs> there's no way that box made that much noise. It's like Ben Burt. Pull it back a bit, dude. Chill. Quiet out. box. Okay. <laughs> it needed to, and then they opened it later, and it like made a normal amount of noise. But when she opened it, it was like fucking yeah. ten thousand hatches on a two thousand year old sea warship opened all at once. It's like, good god, come on. <laughs> good go. I agree with Tim about the way it looked. It was a beautiful movie to look at. As, as far as the technical aspect, all that stuff, the sound. And I know, Tim, you, you love Matthew Wood and the, the folks you had on your show. Like, those people were all top-notch, and they all did a great job. I just think, you know, those things were over, were paid more attention to than story. So I think I've, I now realize who the villain of this movie is. Uh-oh. It's, you, it's, Dave! It's, no, it's Lawrence <laughs> Kasdan. Oh. Because... He didn't give us anything to to sit through. How can the guy who you love, who made the, your favorite movie of all time, and now you, you hate him? I don't say I hate him. I said I think you just did a bad job on this one. That's I, all. I, it's that's oh man. I, it I don't know why I'm so lenient on everything that isn't answered because I think it's I'm looking at it as and I might be setting myself up for a huge disappointment and very likely am I. I I really think this is all going to pan out in the next movies, and I'm giving everything, the lack of things, a pass until the next movies come out. I hope I'm not disappointed, setting myself up for disappointment, but I probably am. Lawrence Kasdan peaked with Wyatt Earp in 94. <laughs> Love Wyatt Earp. That is a great movie. That's the movie I skipped 4th of July <laughs> to go see this instead of the fireworks. Had to go see three hours of... Three hours of Costner. Should we wrap up? It sounds like we're kind of winding down. Yeah, Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah. All right. I don't even know what what kind of closing thoughts we want to give before we start talking about this versus after or what? (laughs) Dave, what do you want to say to all the fans out there? I just want to say (laughs) that I, I, I told Chris I really didn't want to do this because I don't want it to be bad for the show. I don't want there to be, I, I don't want people to listen to this and and hate me so much that it's going to affect whether or not they like this show. I hope that they can accept, you know, Matt's idea about people being allowed to have difference of opinions, because at the end of the day, our show isn't about movie reviews and the force awakens. Our show is about talking about obscure characters. So like, this isn't what we normally do. So if you disagree with me, that's fine. Uh, and and the, and and that's great. I think disagreement and, and discussion is great, and we've had a good one here. Um, I hope people just don't take it out on the show because that would be a shame. Um, I even said like I, th- I don't think we should do it because I think it could be detrimental to the show. 
but we did it anyway, so <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> this this could be my last episode. It's not. Dave, people love you, all right? Just just deal well, with it. I disagree with that. <laughs> Tim, final thoughts? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm excited that it's out. I'm, I'm excited that it, we finally have a movie out. I mean, I've seen it three times. I'll probably see it several more times before it's gone. Um, and, and, and as I said earlier, I, I loved it, but it's, it's not the best Star Wars movie that we've ever gotten. And I honestly think we're going to get better ones down the road. That was good, Tim. Bing. Bingy, bingy. Matt, how about you? Final thoughts. Okay. Uh, I still, I really, d- despite, I, I know I was pretty negative on this, but uh, that's just where the, I uh, guess, that conversation led. But I really did like this movie. I did see it three times. Uh, I do th- think the third time was maybe too much in that short of a time period. But I'm looking forward to the next movies. I think there's a, a big story here that's pretty much planned out. Maybe not every detail and every word. And I'm looking forward to seeing the whole story. I do think this conversation has helped me curb my expectations a little bit, so maybe I won't be hinged so much on getting everything I want and and won't be as disappointed if I don't. Uh, But I think all in all, I I, I don't think any different of you guys than we started this conversation, than now, now that we're coming to the end of the conversation, and I hope that's the same for our listeners. I put it on my Facebook page. You will never hear me say whatever you want about this movie. I like it. I like it a lot. Say what you want. The one, the f- things you'll never hear me reply with is you're wrong. Uh, you have to, if you love Star Wars, you have to love everything. The thing you'll hear me say is, okay, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, that's all I wanted to say. I know I've said that. It's probably like the third or fourth time I said that, but I just think it's important because the prequels seem to have caused a big stir back way back in the day. This doesn't seem to be doing that, and I'm happy to see that, so... I don't know. That's it. That's probably more than you needed to, needed to hear. Sorry, I rambled no. on there. Not at all. I, I had a great time watching it with my son. I saw all seven all in a row, and this one I do love a lot. It has its problems. I will every time I see Han, I will I will shed a tear. I will cry, <laughs> and I just I just want to you know I'm, I'm I'm so glad this goes out this goes out to him, Dave. I'm so glad that he actually talked about it and and he had a good time talking about it and. People want to hear what he, what he says, Dave. All right? Don't shake, shake your head at me. <laughs> <laughs> they can't hear you shaking your head at me. I've said enough. But I think we all had a good time watching it. Lo and behold, I think we all enjoyed what we were watching, maybe something like what we were watching. <laughs> I, I'll say I wish Dave enjoyed it only because I don't want to see him upset. I mean, it's, and that's not really a reflection of the movie. I don't want to see any of my friends upset. So I wish he wasn't, I wish this didn't upset him. So I, I, I wish he enjoyed, that, enjoyed it for that reason. He had, you had fun watching with Jack. I'm glad my son enjoyed it. There and after this episode is out, do you think your son, for me, do me a favor? Mm-hmm. I want you to film him reenacting Harrison Ford running down that alley. Or that that hallway, because he was pretty d- darn dead on of how he was running, and it made me laugh with his chest out. Yes, move. <laughs> <laughs> when I talked to my father about it this weekend, we were he was actually surprised how much Harrison Ford was in this, and I don't remember what scene made him ask me this because we talked quite actually more about the movie than I expected. 
But it's, at one point, he asked how old how old he was. I go, oh, he's seventy three now. I think he's like, oh, well, that's old. I am. That makes sense. So I wish I could remember what scene <laughs> he was talking about. <laughs> Maybe I should ask him. We should have him. We should like, have had like, him on. Oh my god! Yeah, like reenact all the Han Solo scenes and shit. Have him do everything line by line. Probably pull it off. Actually, you heard him in the Christmas special. He was good. Well, I guess I guess thanks for listening to us talk about The Force Awakens. Some of us were correct, and some weren't. <laughs> Thank you for the few that stuck into the end. Uh, hear us wrap up here. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Star Wars in Character. Star Wars in Character is part of the NeoZaz.com network of podcasts. For more great podcasts and original entertainment, please visit www.neozaz.com. Star Wars in Character is not affiliated with nor endorsed by Lucasfilm Limited or 20th Century Fox. Star Wars and all Star Wars universe characters, places, or Star Wars related items are the copyright of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. Visit www.swic.neozaz.com for the latest Star Wars in character episodes and information.